In our last episode, the party joined together to begin their fated adventure. In the city of Graz Armhistra, they accepted a quest from Baron Reynal to go out and try to find any evidence of illegal automaton activity. Wagons and carriages full of adventurers scattered in all directions to search. Join the party now, as they have been set to their own devices along the road. Our adventurers today are Hazel, who plays Hector. Uh, do you tell chicken fortunes? Theron, who plays Wilm. Oh, you're a skeleton! How is that happening? Are you alive? David, who plays Nyx. I can't believe this. This is amazing. This is a tent, but it has a stone floor. Kieran, who plays Tass. All right, let's go. Let's leave this poor man alone. And I... <clears throat> sorry about that. I'm your DM, Ivy. Mm, should I have used the word cock so much in that sentence? Welcome, wanderers, to Legends of Chell. I will sniff and look for tracks. So Alrighty. I will roll perception with advantage. Mm. Mm, for being a direwolf. Yes. <laughs> Just a whole, a whole group of bad rolls. <laughs> yeah, so we, we, we got those covered. <laughs> uh, Nyx and Wilm, you guys are not picking up anything out of the ordinary. Uh, mm-hmm. Tass, you... Something something does feel off, but um, you're not sure what. It's like there's there's like a faint smell. Like it's not. It, it's it's somewhere you know within direwolf sniffing range, but it's not something immediate. But there's sort of um an unnatural smell, kind of like ooh. Okay, here's a question. Here's just sort of a world building question for the group. What do you guys think that like unfocused magic would smell like? Because I want to say ozone, but that feels like cliche. I was also going to say ozone. Yeah, so. that sounds right. That's what I was going to say, okay. too. Like, we do already um, associate magic with lightning. So ozone mm. really just, it just works. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's just this sort of, um, a little bit of like a kind of an ozone smell. Like, they're like um, not, not like someone cast a spell, but like a spell went wrong somewhere in the vicinity. Hmm. Ooh, I like this. I'm gonna go take a look. Well, does Taz have any way to communicate this to the party, or uh, he'll he'll look back and bark uh, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> sniff in in the direction? Oh, there goes Mildred again. Mildred, come back. I will follow. So I'm gonna say with a 13, it's not quite clear where it. It's definitely somewhere ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's not clear if it's, like, directly ahead. But you get the feeling that if you can get, like, closer to it, you can probably hone in on it with your animal senses. Uh, yeah, I figured I'd just keep my nose to the ground and sniff around until I found, until I got a clearer picture of wherever it was. With the 13, you're not sure which which fork in the road to take, but if you want to mm. try, like, rolling again, I mean, I'm okay with that. Okay, we'll do that. That makes sense. Sir... Bio. It could be if if survival's better oh. than yeah because you're you are tracking. Yep, survival is better. You know. I don't know why I rolled perception the first time. Oh, very good. Okay, so now it you're you're picking up on it. Um, along you you can see there's sort of a narrow like footpath. Mm-hmm. It's not really uh, an official road. Um, 
and that but it, it also seems like it could be from ahead of you like maybe it moved sort mm-hmm. of uh where's the draw tool it, it was somewhere in the west and was and is or was headed to the north oh so it looked like it crossed the little footpath see i assumed that we were going to end up it, it doesn't seem like it came through here but it seems like it came it was going in that direction sort of relative to you guys if that makes sense it's very, I'm having, I'm, I'm like, how does dog smell work? Because I know it's very precise and acute. <laughs> yeah, so so Tass is doing some sort of dog Legolas shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds about right. So I guess, I guess let me put it this way. It, it seems like if you go to the left, you might find the start of, of what's causing mm-hmm. the smell. And if you were to go north, you might find where it is now he'll lead people down the footpath to figure out what was here before figuring out what we're following everyone cool with that everyone gonna follow the dog yep Mm -hmm. it's my only lead right now uh you're heading a little bit deeper into the forest and you can see through the trees something doesn't seem right something seems disturbed it looks like there's uh some kind of rubble or something blocking the path um, and that's all I'm going to say until you get closer, I think. Hmm. We'll just kind of grumble as he approaches, being like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I really hope that what I did to the map actually communicates what it's supposed to be. I mean, it looks like a crater of some kind. I will follow, I will follow the puppy. Pads up, keeping an eye out. So as you all sort of uh, get to the you know the edge of this tree here, um, you all see ahead of you the path is like gone for the next several feet because some sort of long, not super deep but pretty pretty wide um, trench or like it's it's like something like big was like dragged through the ground or pushed through the ground. And uh, there's, like, dirt kind of piled up on either side. There are upturned trees and fallen trees and and broken things. And there's, like, bits of rock um, and some boulders that have been very obviously disturbed. And it seems to be something came through this direction and just tore the forest apart. Just, like, left this wake of, of destruction behind it. So, like, are you describing, like, a a burrowing creature near the surface or more like a giant even bigger than me was like dragging its club behind it kind of thing uh why don't you roll me an investigation or nature or something like that both of those are the same and bad so i will roll investigation because it makes more sense to me (laughs) Uh, i got i got a natural 20 which is a 19 (laughs) you you get the sense that um this was not natural. The lines are, I mean, not, there's no like straight lines, but they seem a little too, it seems a little too precise. And it almost seems like um, something, either something big came through and left this trail behind it or some sort of magic was used to kind of carve this out of this, this piece of the ground up. Okay. Neat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So are we going to follow this trench now? Do we want to go? Do we want to go down the trench or up the trench or and ignore the trench? Where does the smelly go? Where does the smelly go? 
Uh, hmm. I guess I'll if, I'll keep sniffing the air for the that raw magic smell. I guess and try to follow it. It it's definitely north of you. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a no- little bit northeast. Yeah, because. I figure it follows this trench, so I'll like walk yeah, walk alongside it. Is, it is very strong near the trench, but a little bit faded. Like this, like it, this, this was made a while ago. Um, I'll start walking alongside it and bark. Cool. I will probably say I don't really recommend going into the trench. That seems dangerous, but we can walk next to it. Yeah, so you all you all walk alongside it, and eventually it does come to an end. Um, it just sort of tapers off, um, and it looks like there's some some kind of like like a scorch mark, maybe or something. But it, it's it, everything's a few hours old, so it's hard to tell. Um, but you you continue following the smell, and that takes you here, and you realize that you're kind of running parallel to the original road you were on. You are uh, at kind of the base of a like a small ridge, uh, and now the road is up on the ridge, um, mm. and you guys are walking parallel to it, just at the bottom. Um, and you can see something through the trees ahead of you, due north. Okay, um, I will. When we can see the thing, I will like put my hand on Tass's back and be like, "Do you want me to take the lead, or are you good to keep going?" Um. He'll just bark and keep going. (laughs) Yeah, he just jumps ahead. Happy as a clam. (laughs) Yeah, so we head towards the thing, I guess. Mm -hmm. So uh, what you find is an overturned cart. Uh, Its its cargo is just strewn on the ground. It seems like it, it fell over or was knocked over and whoever was driving it ran off. Um, and so did whatever was pulling it. Uh, and you can see there's sort of a, like the side is just kind of wrecked. Like there's sort of a, I used a scorch mark, but it's more like a hole and kind of like splintering and cracking on the side. And it, you know, it looks like the, the, that was whatever that was pushed it off Mm -hmm. the road. And then it is, you know, the axles and wheels are broken more from the fall than from anything. Um, but it doesn't look like a robbery. It doesn't look like anyone picked through this stuff. <laughs> it was just making its way down the road, and something came and knocked it off. Yep. It, it, and th- is this one of the carts that we were transported here in, or is it something else? You don't recognize it, and it looks like it had a load of uh, like objects or like items. Like it, like maybe it was a traveling merchant, or it was someone traveling to like restock a store or something. If you you can you can always uh, roll investigate and see what exactly was in there. Tassel sniff around for for some food and try to get a snack. <laughs> all the wagons and carts you guys and the other adventurers took; those were all um, like emptied out so that the, as many people as possible could sit in them. How high is the ridge? Like, can we see up there, or is it? You can you can just almost see over it. You could probably climb it pretty easily. Your party members uh, can't see on top of it. Okay. Um, but they could climb it fairly easily, mm. I think. I pretty much want to look for, like, the signs of anybody or any, like, animals, horses or donkeys or whatever that are hurt. Because I don't want mm. that. Okay. 
Go ahead and roll me a... Yeah, it, it, it could be perception or investigation, whichever of those is going to be better for you. Okay. Um, I got an 11. Um, it seems like if there was an animal, uh, it's long gone by now. Mm-hmm. You don't see any evidence of it being down here with the cart necessarily. Um, so you're, you, it seems like maybe uh, when the cart was knocked off the ridge, the the reins or whatever that was holding the animal uh, were were just broken immediately and it, it ran off somewhere. Well, that's good. Tass will look for some uh, food in the cart. <laughs> just be a trash picker. Sure. Um, just go ahead and give me an investigation. Seven. Uh, you you find some like hard tack, like the kind of stuff that would be in like any rations pack that you would get as you know, like adventuring gear. Nothing, nothing exceptional. It seems like uh, mostly uh, this was carrying non-food items. Hmm. He's still he's still not uh, not on the hard tack. <laughs> yeah. I kind of wanted to do the same, same thing and see if there was any calcite. Go for it. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> 11. You find um, that one of the barrels actually does have calcite, and it's got, like, um, it's, like, stamped on the top with this uh, brand name that you're very familiar with, which is uh, Captain Captain Kitty's Calcite. Um, <laughs> don't ask me how, any, uh, how that's spelled or anything, because I just made it up. Um, so it's it's a it's like a brand name snack and calcite specifically for this new market of skeletons. Someone's already exploiting you all um, by by making snacks for you. That's very very weird. Oh, I'm probably strong enough to carry a whole barrel of calcite, maybe, but that seems kind of cumbersome. So I guess I'll take I'll take some out. Um, you mm-hmm. can have later. How 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 much? How many days rations of calcite do you think I can get out of here? Gosh, how much can you carry? It's a lot. It'll last you. Uh, it, it, it could if you can fit enough of it in your pockets in your bag, it might last you the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I also don't know how much you have to eat. I guess that's the other factor. I don't really know is how much per day you need to survive. That's a pretty good haul for me, anyway. Okay. I'll take a uh, maybe don't worry about food for the rest of the campaign mm-hmm. amount of calcite. Man, that problem solved itself real quick. I was kind of worried about it. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is not what I expected. Mm, nope. Um, is is what Wilm says. So, like, I'm going to look around um, and I just want to see, like, is there sign of some sort of big magical happening other than whatever pushed the cart off the road? From down here, not really. Uh, are you looking up on the ridge over the ridge again at the road? Yeah, I'll look over. I'll climb um, up. Um, and if anybody wants a hand up, the I ground will help here them. is kind of torn up. Not nearly as bad as the trench, but it seems like some sort of magical force uh, was like expelled here. Um, like some someone like shot like a, a big spell at this cart and knocked it off the road. Uh, and you can see sort of like where the wheels kind of cut into the dirt and everything. I'm not even going to make you roll for for it. I would say they're big enough that you notice them. There's these sort of odd footprints. You can't, there's not like a definite trail, but like there's a few just sort of 
leading off into uh, sort of the brush. I will f- I will follow the odd footprints, I guess. Yeah. Cool. And like, I'll I'll t- I'll th- I Theron wouldn't, but Wilm will probably be talking out loud about everything she's doing. She's like, "Oh, look at all of these footprints, Tass. Do you think you can pick up the scent of a person?" Oh. Also, just like random chit chat. <laughs> sure, um, Tass. These footprints <laughs> smell. They smell like the the ozone, but they also smell like high quality steel. Uh, like like mm. very good, like expensive. He looks at it weirdly. And then just cocks his head to the side, but keeps going. Okay, so as you all continue following, you're, you're still more, you're still following fairly close to the road. Uh, the road's in sight, and you actually uh, come up to where, uh, I'm sure you all saw that, there, there's a river that kind of cuts through um, sort of the middle of the map, sort of from north north to east. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You all are are walking. You're like, oh, hey, there's the river, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> and emerging is this medium size, but just just barely in that medium sized range, uh, humanoid that is. It seems to be made of metal. Um, it looks the metal looks very old. It's extremely like tarnished. Um, there are parts of it that look like maybe this thing was sitting still for so long that some plants started to grow on it or some moss it's vaguely sort of vaguely humanoid but it's kind of almost like like someone did like a stylized version of a human um it looks like um one normal hand and then another hand that there's something you can't tell what's going on with it but it, it looks like maybe it was damaged in some way and it has these these sort of pale uh, blue eyes and there's wherever there's like a seam in the metal you can see sort of a pale blue glow from inside it it's flickering a little bit uh, and it looks at, at you all and it makes a hideous kind of screeching noise and oh. it, it raises that, that damaged hand and it glows really there's like a point of light at the end of that hand that glows really brightly and then it sort of fizzles and and pops. And Hector, it is your turn, uh, since you are at the top of the initiative. I'm going to say, uh, so do you think we need to fight this thing? Or are we going to raise that staff that we got and say by the power of Grayskull or whatever it was? Or This does seem like some kind of indication. Oh, right. That's a good idea. I think both is, is yeah. the answer. <laughs> We're going to have to fight it, but we should set off the thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I guess I'm going to go up to the uh, metal monstrosity and uh, swing at it with my halberd. That is a 23 to hit. Yep, that absolutely hits. Oh, a nice, nice okay. four slashing damage. Cool, cool, cool. All right, anything else on your turn? Uh, nope, so I move to within 10 feet of it and slash at it with my halberd and uh, don't do very much damage probably because it's made of metal. Well, you do some damage. It, it seems like it seems like it's pretty beat up, so it definitely seems like um, uh, you were able to to hurt it. Uh, maybe not a ton, but definitely it definitely had an effect. So this bad boy is gonna move up and take a swing at you since you 
take a swing at him. He's going to do an unarmed strike. A 14. 14 does not hit. Oh, it swings and it, it just misses. It's like kind of tipsy and unbalanced and it just kind of tries to do a haymaker and, and just totally misses you. And it, it makes... Its arm, uh, its glowing arm, just sort of makes a a weird kind of geary grinding noise, and it, the pieces of it seem to be shifting, almost like uh, it's trying to do something with it, but it's just too busted up. Um, and then it is Wilm's turn. So I have a spell. Um, I'm, I want to cast Heroism, um, and I would like to cast it on Tass and on Hector, but they're kind of far away. Like, if I touch Tass and then walk over to Hector as I'm casting and touch them as well, is that okay with you? That's fine with me. Okay, so I'm going to cast Heroism, um, and they are immune to being frightened, which I'm not sure if that will come up, but each of you gain um, three temporary hit points at the start of every turn for as long as I can keep the spell up. Nice. Okay, so, and, and I will end my turn over just behind Hector. And what that looks like is I sort of tap each of you with, like, my hands, and um, I start singing that song again, but I'm doing a better job this time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sort of, like, you get the impression that I've been practicing it in my head, the entire time we've been on this adventure because I'm kind of embarrassed about how badly it went before. <laughs> cool. Oh, thank you, Will. Yeah. Oh, Thanks. I feel much better now. Uh, was that it for you? Yep, that's it. Okay, so it is now uh, Kieran's turn. Alright, Tass will um, uh, fumble around for that, that staff again and point it up and go uh, in the name of the Empire I have found the evidence. <laughs> it, like looks nervous as he's pointing it up to the sky and like crouches down away from it. There's a sort of like a like a fizzing and then a pop and the end of it actually kind of uh, explodes open ah. and not not really hard or forcefully, but um, there's this blue sort of sparkle that shoots up into the sky and then it, it goes off like a firework. <laughs> and you see a big blue uh, emblem of the Imperial uh, Guard that's just sort of floating in the sky and slowly fading away. It's an automaton reveal party. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! Oh no! Oh my god, I hate it! uh, If I hadn't already given you inspiration, here and that, I, I'm counting that as a bonus action, so you still have like an action uh, and and all that for your okay. turn if you want to do other stuff. Then I will move a little further away and then look at it and be like, Ugh. and then cast heat metal, uh, heat metal Ooh. on it. Uh, so it needs to make a DC 14 con save. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and say that it has disadvantage because it's made of metal, probably. Uh, oh no! <laughs> It fails. (laughs) And uh, so he takes 10 points of fire damage as its torso starts to glow red hot. Nice. It really, uh, it really is, 
it seems like uh, it's it's kind of like having trouble moving. Like you may have heated the metal so much that some of its parts may have fused together now, <laughs> and it, it lets out just um, just a very it's like a it's like a high pitched whine of like a almost like a motor that's really trying very hard to start up but not quite making it. <laughs> If it doesn't drop the object, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the start of my next turn. Holy shit, heat metal's really good. <laughs> yeah, heat metal is great. I I usually feel like the ways to use heat metal on humans or like not uh, metal creatures is like too evil, so I won't do it. Like I, I'm gonna cast on somebody's armor uh-huh. and cook them. That's like gross, but this it works. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And anything else, or is that your turn? Nope, that's my turn. As I move just out of 30-foot range. Yeah. Alrighty, that brings us to Nyx. Okay, I'm going to move to there. And then as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Magic Stone. And then I will use my sling and sling a stone at it. Nice. I'm a fan of that spell. All right, so it's a 22 to hit, and it does eight bludgeoning damage. Oh. I'm gonna say you 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 land it in sort of like one of those seams where the glow is, and it, it seems like that it really doesn't like that. Um, and so, oh wow, guess we're really tearing this thing apart. Okay, uh, and if that's all for Nyx, that brings us back to Hector. Okay. I will attack with my halberd once again. Whoa. Is a 19 to hit? Yep, that definitely hits. Four, again. You you hit it, and like a big chunk of the, like a big plate comes off of it. Like you just pried off uh, some of its outer layer, and you can see a whole bunch of these gears uh, spinning at like different rates, and these like cogs and various other things uh, moving. Some of them appear to be jammed. Um, but some of them look like they're spinning way too fast, like maybe they're no longer connected to the rest of the mechanism. And, uh, yeah, it's it's looking pretty gnarly. So it moves uh, back. It takes a step back from Hector, and it actually, it sees Wilm, and you're, you're so, you're like such a big, obvious target. It raises <laughs> its, its other arm, the especially damaged one again, and it seems like it has finished shifting around, and it just sort of is uh, this big, hollow... I guess, I don't know, do cannons exist in Shell at this point? Yes. Okay, so it, it looks very much like a cannon, except it's full of uh, glowing light. If it steps away like that, doesn't Bill get an attack of opportunity? Oh, from that distance? Does Do you, or...? Uh... Hector, You're it's big, still within so your range, so it didn't step out of your range. Yeah, it's within my range, but don't you? Aren't you also reach because you're big? I don't. I don't have reach, uh, just because I'm big. I, my, okay. my attacks are still within five feet. That only applies to monsters. <laughs> um, so it roll. It's going to. Uh, it fires this. Uh, this cannon. Oh no! It only got a seven. It's not hard to hit me, but it's harder than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it fires, and it, the shot goes wide, and the sort of carves another small, like, significantly smaller trench uh, across the road. 
<laughs> and I think that is its turn. So, Wilm? This is like a deciding moment for me, I feel like. Um, I am going to pull out my umbrella uh, and step towards it. Uh, actually, just in case it doesn't, this doesn't work, I think I'm going to sort of very gracefully uh, with like a spin around step around it so that I'm like, uh, Hector will be able to flank if I don't finish it off. So sort of twirl almost ballet style around it and then try and stab it with the umbrella. Ooh, I like it. Uh, 21. Oh, that absolutely hits. I do seven damage. A seven, a seven is definitely uh, enough. Uh, um, uh, not not to not to sound like I'm trying to uh, sound like a much more famous DM, but uh, how do you want to do this? Uh, so what I picture is I do that sort of twirl around it, um, and I'm about to line myself up behind it, but then I see that like gaping hole that you described where the plates have fallen off, and I just wedge my umbrella into that. Um, and sort of like push it and just keep pushing until it's like gears stop moving and it falls over backwards. Nice. Um, if I may just add a couple of details, um, Mm -hmm. when you do that, there's, it it actually, some of the gears like break loose and seem to be cutting into other machinery and, uh, these sort of weird cables, um, snap and pop up once it stops moving. And as the glow fades, from the crease, the cracks in its armor and all that, um, it plays what sounds like the melody of the song that you've been performing. Huh. Okay. And uh, with that, it falls silent. It falls dark. It um, it actually, it's not going to fall over unless you like push it over or unless you know getting That's your what umbrella I'm picturing. out. I'm picturing okay. that I'm I'm like pushing it until like mm-hmm. I can't push it anymore because gotcha. I have pushed it over. Yeah, so when you pull your umbrella out really, that's what ultimately knocks it off balance and it just falls down completely still. Thank you for listening to Legends of Chell. Our GM this season is Ivy. Hey, that's me. You can follow me on Twitter at Esoteric90sIP. Hector is played by Hazel Stapp. Follow her on Twitter at Hazel underscore duh underscore Basil. Wilm is played by Theron Stapp. Follow them on Twitter at Explosive Runes and visit theron.card.co, that's card with two R's, to learn about their podcast transcription side hustle. Tass is played by Kieran and Nix is played by David. You can't find either of them on Twitter, but they both lurk in our Discord server. The Forgotten Army theme is Brain Drain by Christ Clark. You can find him at christclark.bandcamp.com. Additional music credits can be found in the show notes. This show is a Land of Chell production, edited by Theron Stapp and made possible through generous donations on our Ko-fi page. If you like the show, you can subscribe to us or make a one-time contribution at Kofi, that's ko-fi.com slash landofchell. You'll get access to bonus content either way. To learn more about the players, characters, and other shows from Chell, visit landofchell.net or check us out on Twitter at landofchell. Until next time, happy travels!